Welcome to Alpha Coding Podcast, an all-access pass to medical coding and billing pro tips that help you start your week off smarter. And now, here is your host, Tony L. Holmes. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Alpha Coding Podcast series. I am your host, Tony L. Holmes. Welcome to episode 54 of the podcast. Today is January 11th, and I hope everyone's year is off to a productive start and everyone is staying safe in this very chaotic world that we all live in right now. Thank you to everyone who reached out to wish the podcast a happy anniversary. I really appreciate all of the sweet messages and DMs, and it is truly an honor to lead this community. So thank you for showing up week after week on Alpha Monday. So before we dive into our topic, it's time for your Monday dose of positivity, the Mindset Monday tip. And it's brought to you by Contempo Coding, which is an on-demand educational resource provider created for coders by coders. They specialize in affordable coding certification prep courses to help you accelerate in your career. Right now, they're offering an exclusive special to Alpha Coding podcast listeners, and that's $125 off the Certified Risk Adjustment Coding Prep Course when you order through our affiliate website. This prep course has a 100% pass rate, by the way. Visit our website, alphacodingexperts.com, and head over to the Deals and Discounts tab for a link to take advantage of this absolute steal of a deal. So our Mindset Monday tip is all about appreciating your time. The quote I want to share with you says, don't watch the clock, do what it does, and keep going. And it's really important to recognize that time is a currency. We only get a certain amount of time and our days are limited. And so many people operate in this clock in, clock out mentality because every day you're on a schedule that's dictated by someone else. And you need to understand that every single day you're trading your time for a price and your time is your most precious currency. So make sure the way that you're spending your time is what brings you joy. Is something that you're going to look back when you're 60, 70 years old and you're proud of what you accomplished in the time that you had. Time stops for no one and we can never get our time back. So the clock will never stop and neither should you. Keep going, keep pursuing your goals and take massive action towards the things that you're passionate about and that truly bring you joy. So today we're gonna cover my top 10 pro tips for navigating the coding profession in 2021. So much has changed with the pandemic and this profession continues to evolve and change every single day. And it's important that you get in the know on how to continue to navigate this profession. So I'm going to share some great tips with you on navigating the coding profession in 2021. And this brings me to my pro tip number one. The market has changed. We've seen a lot of changes with mergers and acquisitions, with companies like Optum becoming major employers for coders, the opportunity to work from home for pretty much all coding professionals, even newbie coding professionals, has become more mainstream, whereas in the past, it would be difficult to get a work from home job if you didn't have hands-on experience. There was a big push in the industry that you had to work one or two years on site before you could get the opportunity to work remotely. And let's be honest, some companies were never going to go virtual. It took a pandemic to transform the workforce as we know it. And I don't see these types of jobs going back to in person when the concept has already been proven that it's more cost-effective, more productive, and more efficient. And if you're new to 
the industry, you have to be willing to take what you can get. Most people that come into coding do so as a second or third career. And with the pandemic, a lot of people are out of traditional jobs and are looking for alternative career paths. So with coding specifically, if you don't have hands-on experience, maybe you have an associate's degree or you have a CPCA or a CCA, you have to be willing to take whatever position you can get in a healthcare organization and then pivot from that point. But if you're not willing to put your pride aside and do that, it's going to limit your opportunities. Pro tip number two, networking is a lifestyle. So for coding professionals, this is more important now than it ever has been. The job market has changed, the industry has changed, and people staying in one job for their entire career is not practical. And you have to be ready and prepared for all situations. So you could have a job today and not have a job tomorrow. You need to have a resume ready to go. Definitely check out Project Resume. You need to have a recruiter in your back pocket. You need to have a network of colleagues that will vouch for you, that will speak to your work ethic, and that will share opportunities that come their way with you. The only way to do that is to actively build your network. If you're not speaking to at least 10 people a week, either new people or people that you already know and building those relationships, then you're not setting yourself up for success. And networking is easier than ever with social media. You have LinkedIn, you have Facebook, all of the Facebook Facebook groups, you have Instagram, you have TikTok, YouTube, so many resources to build meaningful relationships with people that share similar interests and commonalities with you. And with your local chapter meetings, really there's no excuse for you not to attend because they're all virtual right now. So this gives you more opportunity to expand your network and it takes a lot less effort to do it at home than it does if you have to get ready and drive yourself to and from an event, which means now more than ever is the time to build a solid network. This is going to pay major dividends over your lifetime. The people in your network literally define your net worth. Pro tip number three, the business of medicine is complex. When people come to me and they say, oh, I'm not going to have a job because the robots are going to take over, it just kind of makes me chuckle a little bit because healthcare is a $3 trillion industry and the business of medicine is enormously complex. There are so many areas, even just in revenue cycle, if you think about it. You've got front end, you've got mid-rev, you've got back end. Now we have all of these quality payment programs and changing payment methodologies. So much is going on in this industry. So I can't imagine a world where coding professionals are going to go away. I think the demand is only going to increase. And for the folks that really establish themselves as subject matter experts, those are going to be the folks that are going to be in the highest demand. Pro tip number four, focus on the big picture. So the big picture of healthcare is something that every coding professional needs to understand. And the big picture looks different depending on whether you work in the facility setting or in the outpatient setting. And I think a lot of coding professionals share this perspective in that they can't see the forest for the trees. They get so focused on the minor details that they can't see the big picture. Maybe their job is changing today, but it's actually opening up 
up more opportunities for them in the long run to do bigger and better things. Change is hard for anybody, but coding professionals have to be adaptable. You have to be flexible, and the coding profession is going to continue to evolve and change over time. So you have to be able to see the big picture and how coders and billers and auditors and all of the revenue cycle management professionals come together to support patient care. We also have a larger responsibility in that the data that we capture influences not only a patient's life, but society at large. And if you think about population health and disease tracking and all of the changes with social determinants of health, we're a part of capturing something that's going to shape policy that impacts hundreds of millions of people. Coding is so much more than just taking a word, looking it up in a book and putting a code on a claim form. It is so much bigger than that. So you have to be able to see that forest and not get lost in the trees. Pro tip number five, keywords and job postings are important. So if you're going into Google or LinkedIn and just typing in medical coder jobs, then you're going to limit your search outcomes because a lot of job postings use alternative words. So they may classify coding in the patient access department or a charge analyst or a coding analyst or a reimbursement analyst, or they may classify it in the mid-revenue cycle. And then you'll see job postings from data analytics companies, tech companies, where they don't really have a lot of experience with coding professionals in the healthcare setting, but they've created a product or a service that leverages coding professionals' expertise. So when they create these job descriptions, they may not use traditional terminology. So you have to be creative with those key words. And then, as I said earlier, if you're new, you have to be willing to take whatever you can get. And you'll be surprised how much exposure you'll get to coding in some of these other jobs. Like for example, if you worked in a scheduling or prior authorization department, as part of the scheduling process, you'll be responsible for verifying CBT codes to get authorization from the insurance company to schedule a patient's surgery. That's just one aspect that deals with coding. And when you get yourself into an organization, it is much easier to pivot into another role if you've already proven yourself. And then of course, there are billing companies and billing services, consulting firms, that are always looking for coding professionals. So you definitely want to educate yourself on the different keyword search terms and play around with it. Pro tip number six, certifications alone will not elevate you. So I see a lot of people, especially during the pandemic, racking up credentials because there were a lot of deals and free courses with the CPB and the COC. And what's happening is they're getting two and three credentials, but when they go through the applicant tracking system or if they actually get an interview, the employer sees that they have no hands-on experience. And I'm not saying that certifications aren't a good thing. But if you're a good test taker, that's not going to be enough to prove to an employer that you can hit the ground running and have a practical understanding of how these concepts are applied. So don't be under the assumption that the more certifications you get, the more job opportunities you're going to get, or you're going to instantly get a raise because you get a new credential. That's not how it works. And credentials are only as good as the person that understands how to apply the concepts. So 
keep in mind employers are smarter than ever and are going to look past just some letters that are after your name. They're going to look a little bit deeper at your hands-on experience. Pro tip number seven, hands-on experience trumps education. We've all met those people that have all of the credentials and the degrees and look like a dream on paper, but when we actually put them into the role, they don't have that hands-on experience and they're not savvy enough to be able to pick things up quickly. So hands-on experience is always going to trump the education side because you can give perspective. When I go into a client meeting, I'm able to share a perspective that comes with over a decade of experience with thousands of organizations from hospitals to physician practices, pretty much every specialty. I've worked with government agencies. I've worked with law firms. I spent time shadowing physicians in the clinic, in the hospital. I've seen many procedures done in the OR. So because I have all of this hands-on experience, I'm able to share a unique perspective. So that is why hands-on experience is absolutely critical. And I always tell people, don't look at it from a monetary standpoint. So just because you're not getting paid to do something doesn't mean you should steer away from the opportunity to do it. Because what you're going to learn from that experience is going to be so much more valuable than the instant monetary gratification. So hands-on experience is always going to trump education because you've proven that you can hit the ground running. Pro tip number eight, you are entitled to nothing. So there is a huge sense of entitlement, not just with coding professionals, but I think with society in general. And a lot of people have this misconception in their head that they went and sat for a certification, they passed it, so all of the jobs should be knocking on their door ready to hire them. And that sense of entitlement is not going to get you very far. You have to be willing to put your head down, hit the books, constantly learn, constantly grow, constantly network with people, constantly be looking for ways to cast a wider net. And once you do get that opportunity, which you will, if you're persistent and consistent, do everything you can to prove yourself. Do everything you can to do the best you can with what you can. Look for ways to add value. Most people can do so much more than what they recognize they're capable of. So be that person that stands out, that's always willing to take on new projects, that's always willing to find answers to the questions that nobody else wants to answer, that's willing to be a team player. You have to set yourself apart and your work ethic and your initiative and your soft skills are the best ways to stand out. Pro tip number nine, look for ways to increase your authority as a subject matter expert. And in this industry, the folks that are regarded as subject matter experts or SMEs are going to be the highest in demand. So if you're looking to make this a long-term career path, it is in your best interest to do everything you can to establish yourself as a subject matter expert a true authority in this field. So how do you do that? And I get this question all the time. How do I be you? How do I do what you do? You have to be willing to put yourself out there, contribute to an article in Healthcare Business Monthly, or write an article, speak at your local chapter, which is easier than ever because all of the meetings are virtual and the member engagement has significantly increased. So you've already got that wider net cast. So you're able to capitalize on that opportunity to communicate at scale. Another way to increase your authority would be to run as an officer for 2022. So there are multiple officer positions and getting involved with your chapter on the officer level is a great way to elevate your career. You can network. 
you get all kinds of free CEUs. There are so many benefits and advantages that come to volunteering as an officer. And then look for opportunities to be a contributor to industry publications. These are all ways to increase your authority as a subject matter expert. Pro tip number 10, recognize the industry trends. So there is a lot that's changing in healthcare. And as coding professionals, you want to be thinking about what the next five to 10 years looks like for the profession, and then base your decisions in terms of your career based on where the industry is shifting. So right now we're seeing a major shift from volume-based reimbursement to value-based reimbursement. And that affects coding professionals in a big way because ICD-10 CM coding becomes more important than ever. And in the profi world specifically, most of the emphasis has been on CP and HICPICS coding. So that is going to change the demand for risk adjustment coders significantly. And I've said this before and I'll say it again, risk adjustment coding is only going to explode. We're also seeing a big push for the social determinants of health data capture, and that is affecting so much more than just providers and patients. It's shaping how our society addresses the social determinants of health at large. So this is a major perspective shift in the industry. We're also seeing price transparency, and healthcare consumers are getting access to more data every single year. So right now, hospitals are required to publish their fee schedules on certain procedures. This type of price transparency has never happened before. So having all of this access to data is going to impact competition and pricing. So there's going to be a lot of changes with this price transparency. We're also seeing changes to inpatient procedures and a lot of procedures that have required inpatient stays are now being approved for outpatient settings. That is shifting so much about what coding professionals do on a day-to-day basis because a lot of the surgeries that have only been done in the inpatient setting are now being done in the outpatient setting and coders have to make sure that they're coding these services appropriately. And then of course we have automation and all of the advances in technology. So coding professionals now more than ever need to understand and recognize these industry trends and adapt accordingly. So grab a pen and paper to summarize my top 10 pro tips for navigating the coding profession in 2021. Number one, the market has changed. Number two, networking is a lifestyle. Number three, the business of medicine is complex. Number four, focus on the big picture. Number five, keywords and job postings are important. Number six, certifications alone will not elevate you. Number seven, hands-on experience trumps education. Number eight, you are entitled to nothing. Number nine, look for ways to increase your authority as a subject matter expert. Number 10, recognize the industry trends. So it's time for this week's coding pro tip, and it's brought to you by Project Resume. When is the last time you had your resume updated? Your resume is literally your entry ticket to that next great opportunity. Project Resume will design a customized ATS-friendly resume to demonstrate your unique skills and experience. And even better, it's written by coders for coders. Make that investment in yourself today and visit projectresume.net and mention my code ALPHACODING for special pricing. If you have a coding-related question and would like it to be featured in one of our coding pro tips, please reach out to me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, or YouTube. So this week's coding pro tip comes to us from California. Hi, Tony. Thank you for the content you provide in your Alpha Coding podcast. 
I recently received my CBCA and am looking for my first coding job. I have no background in healthcare and have my eyes set on working as an ED coder at a hospital. I'm wondering what my next certification should be to reach that goal. I would like to get my CEDC, but in addition, I'm looking at either the CCS or the COC. Does one carry more weight than the other? And if I get the CCS, is a COC and CIC even necessary? So thank you so much for your support on the podcast. And I know when you first come into the profession, it can be a little bit overwhelming with all of the credentials and acronyms. So the decision on credentials really comes down to if you want to work in facility coding, which is dealing with ICD-10-CM, ICD-10-PCS, and DRGs, or if you want to work on the outpatient side. And that can take place in a lot of different settings. That could be in the ED, that could be in an ASC setting, or working directly with physician charges. So if you're looking to work in the facility, then I would highly recommend the CCS credential. It is a credential that's been around longer than the CIC, and I think it holds more clout in the facility setting. If you're looking to work in the ASC or outpatient surgery world or on the profi side, then I would definitely recommend the COC. So my best advice for you would be if you're looking to work in the ED setting, then get that specialty CEDC credential. I think that would be the best route. And you can always add additional certifications on later. So I hope that points you in the right direction as far as coding certifications. Please remember to hit that subscribe button now so you never miss another episode. Also, be sure to drop us a rating and review on iTunes. We really appreciate your support. So this concludes today's episode. Until next week, thank you for listening to the Alpha Coding Podcast. We'll see you next Monday. For more information about medical coding and billing pro tips, including how to hire Alpha Alpha Coding Experts, follow us on LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, or visit our website at www.alphacodingexperts.com.